0: hello and welcome to the climate chats podcast the climate 2020 online conference is coming closer and closer today i am speaking with one of the researchers who have successfully submitted a paper to the conference cornelius krüger is research assistance consultant of the independent evaluation unit at the green climate fund welcome to the podcast cornelius
1: Welcome, thank you for having me.
0: Would you mind to briefly introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do?
1: Yes, um, I work as a research uh, consultant at the Green Climate Fund, especially the Independent Evaluation Unit. And our unit is assuring that the GCF is working effectively and efficiently. We do evaluate their work, but we also put together different sources of evidence on what works what does not work so that future projects can be can do better in the future and can uh, uh, be more efficient so and my position is um, my task is to work on behavioral science so so many projects involve behavior change which means like people adopting new technologies people not cutting down the forest people using sanitation uh, in the right way. So the question is, what does uh, happen once a project ends? What happens in that project area? So for that, people need to adopt new behaviors, new changes. Um, So the current approaches to this are that people get trainings, people get um, information campaigns, and people get paid to purchase new equipment, purchase new seats. But something that people have inside them are habits and habits are hard to overcome. That's something that everybody knows who does in New Year's resolution. So uh, behavioral science tries to understand what are those uh, little obstacles that we face in our everyday decisions, but also uh, when we are trying to achieve our long-term plans. So there's a couple of tools which we're trying to see how they can be applied to uh, projects in development, specifically in the climate context. So, that's what we are trying to do.
0: Sounds like great work. Um, So, and the the Green Climate Fund, as far as I understand it, but please do correct me if I'm wrong, is basically a unit that um, tries to finance and help projects along the way of being the, the most effective that they can, right?
1: So, the Green Climate Fund is trying to fill a gap where countries, uh, developing countries who have the least responsibility for the climate change suffer from climate change, but do not have their own means to uh, adapt to the changing climate, to heavy weather events, but also to develop in a way that is low emission. So uh, within the United Nations, they set up this fund uh, so that rich countries can channel money to the Green Climate Fund, which then goes to organizations working in those countries so that the money uh, does good uh, for their sustainable development.
0: Okay, great. I read about your work um, and and your research and I stumbled upon a a phrase that kind of caught my attention and I was wondering whether you could go into a bit more detail about that. So uh, I stumbled about the term the last mile gap in climate investment projects. Would you mind to expand a little on what that is and what that refers to?
1: So I have started a bit uh, with uh, describing what the last mile problem is before. So It Basically, uh, it is what is keeping us from achieving behavior change. So behavior change is a very far-reaching consequence. So once we think about what behaviors should be changed, we really need to know that it's in the best interest of the uh, people that we call the final beneficiaries of the project, that it's aligned with their values. But we want to help them adapt to the climate. We want to help them uh, reduce their emissions while developing and improving their living conditions. So behavior change is often a substantial element of that. But many elements like trainings, providing subsidies, providing information, do not get to the uh, final result that they are looking for. So the last mile is everything that keeps project from achieving those effective uh, Mm -hmm. behavior change. Um, The question is, what is this behavior change to put it short? um, It is, it depends (laughs) because uh, every, there's lots of uh, cognitive bias. So those little mind hurdles that we have to overcome when making decisions and they all apply in different contexts. We are likely uh, to use the information that is directly available to us, then go back in our memories. So um, people, are more likely to uh, agree with climate change when they've seen an increase in extreme weathers or hot, on a hot day than on a mm-hmm. very cold day, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what people have uh, in their mind. So, when there's, uh, on the other hand, when there are uh, new extreme weathers upcoming and people are simply not used to it, they don't expect them to be. And accordingly, they act as if everything was still happening as normal
0: okay that makes sense so as soon as climate change relates to a personal experience then it becomes more pressing of an issue at least in in the experience of of individuals so to speak
1: yes exactly but the problem is climate projections uh, show us that those extreme weather events are expected to be more frequent and more intense so that the Uh, Mm -hmm. expectations people have today may not be sufficient to prepare them so that's a hurdle that we face in projects especially when it comes to early warning systems uh, to prepare people from hurricanes from flooding or on the other hand to change uh, the farming traditions uh, when to bring up the seeds what kind of crops to plant when to use irrigation all those are questions that we are facing and in which the last mile problem manifests
0: Okay, I think I got it. Thanks. The, a couple of other terms that I stumbled upon were um, terms that are somewhat familiar to me from other contexts as well. So, for example, nudging or behavioral insights. Would you mind to explain a little or talk a little about how nudging or behavioral insights can help reduce this last mile gap, um, and and how that works?
1: Yeah. So. Nudging um, is a tool from behavioral science, and behavioral science looks at all those little hurdles all the way in which our uh, behavior derives from what is rationally optimal. Um, I'm sorry, I'm an economist (laughs) uh, by (laughs) trade, so um, that's a very standard model that we use, but uh, may not make sense to most people outside this profession. Um, so nudging in principle is, uh, how do I present uh, the decision to people? Do I send out reminders? Which option to, uh, do I make the defaults? Um, or do I make, present an option in terms of losses or wins? So for example, I can say you have a 20% chance of losing, then people will react quite differently than when I tell them you have an 80% chance of winning, which is just two mm-hmm. sides of the same coin okay so, so nudging on the other hand uh, means that every time we make a f- decision we are influenced by the way we perceive that choice so um um the most common example is do i put the fruit uh in the most prominent place in the cafeteria or do i put the cake in the most prominent place in the cafeteria so <laughs> in that way people are slightly more likely to eat healthier or to just um get get diabetes so that's Mm -hmm. a very easy to grasp example of what a nudge is so uh, when we know this then when people make decisions then we can create this so-called decision-making environment and help people overcome these hurdles
0: Mm -hmm. interesting Um, I have one last question for you, Cornelius, which is if you had to name one pragmatic means of climate action that our listeners can take um, in order to tackle climate change, um, do you have a suggestion for what um, our listeners should do to help you and and others working on on climate change and climate change uh, change solutions do? What what should our listeners do as one pragmatic change?
1: There's one basic rule of thumb Mm -hmm. when it comes to behavior change, which is, Uh, don't do about me without me, which means if I want to achieve change in a community, then I have to talk to those people. I have to understand their values, have to understand uh, the way they explain the world. And if I manage to speak in their language, uh, and by that, I mean to speak in terms that they can understand, Mm -hmm. uh, if I understand what their traditions are, and if I manage to align my Story that I tell them because everything we uh, experience in the world is just a story we tell ourselves or that others tell us. So, if we align their story and our story, then we can uh, cooperate way
0: better. Don't do about me without me. I love that. Thank you. Um, there will be um, a couple of links to your research and your work if, if people want to check that out further. So far, um, a huge thank you to you, Cornelius, for taking the time. If you, dear listeners, would like to listen to our podcast on a regular basis, please consider subscribing. It is free and always will be. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but the easiest way to subscribe is to use the podcast app on your phone. Search for Climate Chats and click subscribe. There you will have access to additional links and resources like the ones that Cornelius just talked about. Of course you can also listen to us by visiting the website of the worldwide online climate conference Climate 2020 which you can find a link to in our show notes as well. If you like our podcast or if you disliked anything we'd really appreciate your feedback. Um, Simply email us at contact at dl4sd.org or find us on Twitter at ftz-nk-hamburg. Thank you, Cornelius, again for taking the time.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. And see you soon on the Climate Chats podcast. Take care. And
1: see you at the Climate
0: Online Conference. Exactly. I hope so.